Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup. You're listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Vahan on from Cauldron, and we're talking about the use case, the business case, the cost-benefit analysis, a lot, of, a lot of different ways to kind of call it the same thing, but how one makes the decision of, of what to buy and then how to buy. And uh, so we're just going to get right into it. Vahan, would you do us and a favor, the audience a favor, and introduce both yourself and Cauldron? Yeah, hey, William. Uh, great being here. Uh, as a quick introduction, I'm Wahan. I'm the co-founder and CEO at Cauldron. And Cauldron helps companies hire 50% faster, bias three, and save up to 6,000 on every hire. How we do that is we help talent teams build tasks right into the job application and score their applicants' skills as they apply instead of resumes. So let's start with speed first. So speed is good because the candidates are moving faster. So this then, and the recruiters get, there's a bunch of noise in the system. We'll deal with that uh, later, but speed, what have you seen, you know, when you can, when you talk to a talent acquisition, when you talk to a recruiter, a talent acquisition professional, mm-hmm. how do they react when you say speed, we can just get you there faster? Um, that's a good question. So, I think a part of it, a part of why focus on speed is because that's the only number that's out there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the uh, that's the biggest feedback that we've gotten from like talking to recruiters, even at our even before starting Cauldron, just talking to our customers is like the biggest number out there that tracks recruiter efficiencies, that time to hire metric. Whatever you want to do about it, it, it is the metric. Um, time to hire or time to fill different companies have different approaches, but it's all about speed. And um, at core, that speed metrics talks about a few different things, like the faster candidates move up the funnel, the uh, better their experience most of the time, the faster they end up at the job, the, the faster they can start onboarding and then actually be valuable to the to the company. Like all of these things, they all matter. Um, they all matter. Um, it, to like the speed you you get people in, so uh, I guess I, I guess that's a metric that's at Cauldron we don't we we don't really look at it as the metric our company solves for, but it's the metric that our customers care about. Right. Well, and again, if you if you're too slow, your candidates move on. So of course <laughs> they get frustrated with the process or the experience, and they move on. They do something else. And, in today's market, they have a lot of choice and a lot of flexibility. So if if you're not a if you're not running on pace with them, or at least as fast as they are, you're just going to lose talent. Um, you know, just just by not being as fast to respond or fast to move them through that process or communicate where they are in the process. Let's let's move on to skills versus resumes. So you made a you know you made a, a you know a decision. You could have easily used resumes or, or LinkedIn profiles or something like that and yep. uh, aggregated that data and then kind of stack ranked it or, or validated it or whatever. But you, you've purposely decided to focus on skills. Well, first of all, where did that come from and why did you do that? <laughs> 
Um, I think that goes way back to how the company was even formed, right? Because um, originally, and uh, I think I think it would be better if I give context on our background for this because sure. our team started working, and this was back when like Calderon wasn't even in the plans. We had a student job marketplace that we used to run and very similar to handshake that everyone knows and loves connected to every university in town um talent flowing through like 100 250 companies of very various sizes to like startup to enterprise one thing that we learned from working with all of them was that the screening process didn't do justice to to like um, the, the, like the, wasn't catching up and wasn't good enough for these companies hiring needs. Uh, it it took way too long. The applicants didn't have the best experience, and then the end hires or the end interviews were not the best. Um, you you know we talked to a lot of hiring managers for feedback, and we looked at a very critical number is how satisfied were they from their interviews and we got as low as like 10 to 15 to 20 interview satisfaction rates from the hiring manager as the average which which is why like Calderon was born and the original idea so why I'm saying when I'm telling all, you all of this is that the original idea for Calderon was born from this concept is how can we make candidate screening or applicant screening um, fit better to the hiring process and produce better results. And the best way we know how is ask the right questions and look at the applicant's skills way before they enter the interview room and be able to kind of screen through that information, skill-based information, Instead of something that's 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 on paper, that's unproven, that's uh, proven to be ineffective. So, as we think about skills right now, are we thinking mostly hard skills, or is it a blend of hard and soft skills, or what is it? What is, what are we looking at? Give us an example of some of the skills that we're looking at. So, when I say skills, I usually mean um, anything that's on the spectrum of what could be considered a skill or anything that's a company might want to screen for. Right. Uh, and it obviously matters a lot for the job and a lot for the position and the company size and uh, stage they're at. For for a developer job, you would obviously go with something that's more hard skills, um, testing for coding ability, asking questions to figure out like collaboration also could be a thing. Um, best examples that, that our platform has been used for so far have been in non-tech jobs for tech companies. So sales and customer support have been up there asking questions and giving these um, open-ended tasks and open-ended questions to the salespeople and the customer support folk that these people facing roles really opens up really opens up information uh, about the applicant so um it, it just off top of my head like asking a, a tech salesperson what was the last thing they've sold or 
how would they how would they like structure a sales cycle for some kind of product a mock product just like a task like that gives much more information to the hiring manager than their resume well and, and what's interesting is that you dovetail nicely into kind of where we are societally around reducing hiring bias right so resumes linkedin or otherwise are littered with all kinds of bias whereas skills it seems a bit more democratized. You know, you either have the skill or you don't, or you have the potentiality to have the skill or learn the skill or you don't. So it seems like, again, it kind of strips some of that, I guess, historical hiring bias out and it levels the field. Have you have you gotten feedback along those lines from uh, from customers and prospects? That's exactly right. So um, when, when we talk about skills-based versus any kind of other based, resume-based um, hiring, accolade-based hiring is what I call it. Um, a big part of it is looking at applicants in a fair way and um, judging all of them equally in, a, in an equitable manner by their skills in a fair manner. Um, a lot of the feedback from our, our customers, uh, I actually have a lot of like uh, anecdotal anecdotal feedback from them is you have these stories where hey my hiring manager wouldn't want to interview this candidate just because of their resume even though they passed the uh the skill screen or the the task and and um i I think a lot of all recruiters have had this like kind of case pop up Mm -hmm. that they know it's a hire but for some reason it's a block so when the hiring manager is looking at a person's skill screen, their task, their test, whatever it is, first, before any kind of accolades come in, um, any kind of bias comes in, and they don't have context of these accolades, then they're able to more objectively judge um, a person's like skill set. And that indirectly or directly produces better interviews. Right. So what right. we've seen is that 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 like initial time that the hiring manager is collaborating with the recruiter on screening skills translates to 50% faster process overall because of less other tasks or less interviews. And then whatever interviews are there, the interview satisfaction rate triples. I love that. Now, you mentioned the word task uh, a few times. I just want to make sure the audience understands when you say task, what do you, what do you, just give us a couple of examples. Um, yeah, so task for us is a code name for anything that could be a simple open-ended question like, hey, what was the last time you built an API for something? Like, tell us the story about it. Or what's your creative process like? Maybe send us something you've built in the past or give us a link or like, I don't know. Um, That could be something like, that's like a very simple question. That could be something that's an assignment for a person to go back, do come back with a response. That could be a form of multiple choice questions. It could be a compliance form. It could be a test that has right and wrong answers that a person that the applicant has to go through. So all of these things on Cauldron would be considered tasks. And what our platform does specifically, it helps recruiters 
build out a checklist of these tasks, however many they want or however little they want, whatever they look like. Um, so that, that's kind of how the, how the whole platform operates. Um, you can feel like there is this, like I, a lot of recruiters I tell this, uh, the first, their first reaction is, oh, wow, we're adding friction to the process. That's something we've never done before. Our, our whole industry is telling us otherwise, like one click applies the future. But that's, that's exactly where the industry kind of went wrong in our opinion and yeah, in our yeah. thesis yeah. yeah and in our thesis what we help you do is optimize and with data with analytics we help you optimize and calibrate that friction in the application process with these tasks or these questions or um, your process yeah one click apply sounded great in theory you know for linkedin or indeed or any of the folks that do it um, but it created a bunch of noise. And, and, and so then recruiters found themselves with, you know, 20,000 people that applied to one job. And then they like, how do I figure that out? And so friction isn't necessarily the enemy. It's you're looking at friction in a, in a, in a way that basically says, no, you, there's an appropriate way to use friction so that you get quality, so that you don't waste time. And you also don't waste time for the candidate. I mean, you yep. know, there's, there's, you know, this is time on both sides. Um, I can see task, you know, initially being kind of blank screen and letting people kind of, you know, figure out the things that they want to do. But over the course of time, either through machine learning or AI or, or some combination of thereof is that you serve up recommendations based on the job, the job class, the industry, et cetera, on what tasks are more effective. Do you, do you see that? I mean, maybe not currently, but do you see that in the future for Calder? For sure. Uh, I, I want to come back to this question, but just a quick note on something you'd said. Sure. The friction in the application process or friction in the lead generation process, if we talk in more marketing terms, is not something that's new. And I say this a lot. Marketers have been doing this for decades friction in the process disqualifying leads saves time for the marketer saves time for someone who's looking at the wrong product saves time for everyone in the company uh, the product team who has to develop some features that don't fit with the product so all of these like communal time saving uh can be reached by adding friction and disqualifying leads at the very top of the funnel for some reason, recruiting or hiring uh, job applications haven't gone through that transformation yet. Uh, one reason is because we're all stuck in the mindset of resumes, the way to apply to the job, which is what we are basically uh, going against or going complementary to. Uh, you can ask for a resume, but you can also add friction for it. Uh, that's just quick two cents because I'm very passionate about this topic of recruiting and hiring being the, basically the same thing. Right, um, right. Just to go back to your point, there is this component and we are in development and you will definitely see uh, future launches from us of playbooks and templates and you can already see some of, the, some of that developing on our platform if you sign up where we are partnering up with masters at their jobs to bring 
playbooks and templates of different job application scenarios for any customer of Cauldron to use, even if you're on the free tier, which can be reached by just registering on Cauldron, you're on the free tier, you can post jobs for free. Um, and just be used like that. You don't have to come up with your own task. You don't have to come up with your own process. You can use the one that's provided or customize it to your needs. And in the future, we will also help you calibrate it to better fit your needs. You're getting less applicants that you want to. There's a way to kind of turn that off. If you want to get more applicants, um, if you want to get less applicants, there's a way to add a layer to it. And all of these things can be taught to you by our analytics system that you will find in the platform. Uh, but yeah, for sure. So a, a, a sort of recommender system or a template library or a playbook library is definitely in the works. I love that. Now, I know you, you know, where you're at in the, in the tech stack, you know, cause you're, you're, uh, you, you can probably be put in a couple different places, but, 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 because you want to help people with the quality that you're putting this at the application phase, what do what all you need to be connected to from their technology stack perspective? Um, very good point. A fair concern of our customers is always where does this fit? Right. Um, you're saying top of the funnel, but like our ATS is top of the funnel. We don't replace any product that a hiring team might currently have, especially not your valued ATS. Uh, what we do instead is we build on top of your ATS. We take care of what happens with job applicants as they apply to your job from the moment they find the job and click apply on the career page to the point where they submit their application with all of the tasks completed. We take care of all of that process, the engagement of the applicant, all of that thing. After you're done scoring applicants and ranking them and understanding and getting the final list of the applicants that have all completed tasks, everything is automatically synced with the ATS uh, both, both ways. So you can continue the uh, applicant journey through the interview stages and everything else in your ATS that you're currently using. Is there, is there, have they been asked the question in terms of uh, knockout questions? So we've, we've talked mostly on task in terms of, you know, based skills-based uh, things. Um, but have, have recruiters or, or hiring managers, have they asked you, you know, is there a quick filter of, you know, there's skills, you know, maybe it's a knockout related question to skills. Uh, yep. But have you, have you been asked about knockout questions? Uh, of course, and knockout questions is the current, the current, uh, I, I like to say that knockout questions in the current job application uh, kind of space is um, just like a bootstrapped mm -hmm. version of what, what Cauldron is. Um, yeah, of course. So you can, you can build knockout questions into Cauldron. You can, you can have it as a layer. You can have it as like a, uh, a compliance questionnaire that you only look at the people who are obviously compliant to what your job needs. They have a visa, they have a work permit. All these things can be checked up front. Uh, of course, if you do have a test or an assessment that has right or wrong answers, Cauldron will also auto check it for you and give out the correct scores at the end. Uh, if you choose to tie your 
already existing assessment system into Cauldron and integrate your already existing assessment as a part of the application. You can also do that. It's a very simple integration and we can handle all of that for you. So when I say we're a job application sandbox, I really mean it. So is, is there a play here for salary and compensation? Uh, I know because, you know, again, the job description is going to say a bunch of stuff. Um, is there a way to validate or do you think it's appropriate for a customer through this process to then validate that they know that they're, because, you know, they might have all the skills in the world and maybe it's not disclosed what this compensation is. Uh, and, you know, this is just another way to make sure that the, the filter of quality goes through. This is a $200,000 job. If you think it's a $400,000 job, <laughs> you should probably, opt, you know, bail out. Like this is a, this is a card abandonment. It's not a bad thing. Uh, do you do you see a play there either currently or in the future where, where comp is a part of the task? For sure. I mean, some of our customers have built uh, the comp question in mm -hmm. the checklist. They have it in there. They have, uh, well, they usually go for the what's the expected, like right, what, right. what comp do you expect, which is not my personal preference. No. Um, what we suggest and what the, what the product will push you to use if you sign up on Cauldron is a, a question you can have on the built-in FAQ actually that you can set up is uh, it will prompt you to answer what's the comp for this role. Right. And right. yeah, if you just answer that, I mean, you can answer it like either the very fixed, this it's a 200K job, or you can, you can obviously answer it. It's, it's a 200K job, but XYZ. Um, or, I mean, you can have a, you can have a non-required question in there that asks about the comp expectation and also tells your story about it, what you what your budget is. You can have it at the very first line in the job description, like mm -hmm. all of these things. I, because, uh, and, and this is something that you probably don't experience in a lot of current tools that you build your job applications with, but... On Cauldron, it's it's very it's very open to what you want to do with your job description or your or your task or any part of the of the job application experience for your applicant. Um, the job description editor is very similar to Notion or uh, Google Docs, just a, a really modern doc manager, so uh, file manager. So you can just uh, pop pop any information in there. It's, it's um, on whichever part you want, uh, it's not it's not like fixed, and on all the tasks as well, you can obviously configure how you want to approach that question in very different ways. So, two questions left. Um, one is because folks are going to ask this: uh, Is this something that they, you can plug into a job board, or is this is this something that it's better uh, or more applied on their own career site or job site? Um, so that's a good question. So what do we do currently, what the Cauldron platform will do is it will push the jobs that you build on Cauldron to your either your careers page directly or whatever tool manages your careers page. So we will do that. We will also help you generate referral links to whatever source you're going to use to um get applicants with so you can you, so so you know what's working and what's not of course and right, we will right. tell you we will tell you wh where your applicants are coming from or wh and where each applicant came from we'll tell you all of that and we'll tell you which source worked the best at the end of the hiring journey right um 
and like which source provided the best interviews for the job. Um, what that what this means, what our like referral system means, is that if you have twenty job boards you're sharing this job to, we will generate the twenty links, and then they could be automatically sent to all these job boards. So first of all, I love that because again, that kind of closes that loop on source of hire. And so you might be spending, you know, let's say $40,000 a month on Indeed, but you're spending $4,000 on, you know, accounting jobs in Vermont or something like that. And you're getting more value out of something nuanced and, you know, having clarity and visibility into what's working is, is something folks, you know, they would love to have so that they can, you know, put their budget in the right spot. Um, last question is, you know, you and I are having this conversation a year from now. So November 1st, 2nd of, uh, of 2022, you know, what's, what's, what's different about Calder? That's, that's a good question. So what's different about Cauldron is that we're building this hiring tool and in a year from now, I might have a different answer. Last year, I would have had definitely a different answer, but Cauldron is a hiring tool that's building on top of everything hiring will be in five years. Mainstream hiring will be in five years, um, which is it will be more transparent. It will be more efficient for all parties involved. It will be bias-free. It will be more equitable, all these things, all these good things. Um, and the companies we're partnering now, all that, all of them have this forward, forward-seeing vision of yes, that's how hiring should be like, and uh, applying to jobs and getting a job wouldn't have to um, take seven, eight months for, for a standard <laughs> person, and the applicant experience uh, to applying to jobs wouldn't be ninety percent ghosting, and all of these things would be in the in the right places and. Uh, this platform contributes to all of these winds of change um, in a way no other platform does at the moment. Love it. Drops mic, walks off stage. Thank you so <laughs> much for carving out time for us today. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. And thanks for everyone that listens to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.